Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have this Lee Wachner of Counterintuity, who are committed to improving the future right now through marketing. And they help hundreds of nonprofits, public agencies, and socially conscious companies throughout the US. And they build awareness and support the work to better people's lives. Hey, welcome to the show, Lee. Oh, it's great to be here, Mark. Thanks for having me. So welcome. Hey, can you expand a bit more on you know, where your business is today and the kind of people that you love working with? Yeah. Uh, well, where we are today is uh, technically we're in Burbank, California, which is part of uh, Los Angeles County. So yes, we get to say Los Angeles. Um, and uh, so geographically, that's where we are. But we have clients all across the U.S., uh, a lot of clients uh, in California, of course, and New York, but also elsewhere. And we work with uh, public agencies and nonprofits to help them do, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, to create even more success in, in helping people with the things they need to do to make for a better today and a better future. So we're people who help the helpers through marketing. Nice. Love that. So what? What state are your clients in when they first come to you? What what do they need your help with you know, overcoming and working on first? Um, usually it's um, no one knows about us or not enough people know about us. Too few people have heard of us. Can you help us with that? And and of course that starts with, well, who are you? You know, yeah. who, you know, I and many years ago I was a reporter. I, I started my career as a reporter. And so it was the who, what, where, when, why, and how. Who are you? What do you do? How do you do it? Why do you do it? Why should people care? Et cetera, et cetera, right? And, and we, so we have a process to tackle that, a very friendly, fun-filled process, I promise you, fun-filled. Um, and, uh, and then people go, oh, you're right, that is who we are. And we kind of knew that. We already knew that, but we weren't expressing it. So we mm-hmm. help them um, develop an identity, and then we put that identity out there. And that's, uh, and you know what? It's incredible. That solves a lot of problems. That is beautifully put. So many agencies we talk to understand that, yeah, the clients, they have all the answers. You, we have all the answers inside of us. And that's, I think, where, where our line of work does sort of mirror each other, where you're working with the business plans, the business, the branding, the marketing, the ability to put it out mm-hmm. there. We deal with the, the human side, your, your hopes, your dreams, what you what's holding you back. Where do you want to go? What your beliefs are, all these things. And you know what to do. You know what to do. You just can't quite do it. So... I love the way that you understand your clients. They have all the answers. You just extract them to be able to put it into a beautiful place. It's like, there you are. You, you had this all along. You just help them to craft it. 
What? Yeah. So they do have all the answers already. I will never know as much about their business as they do. What I what I can do as a, a writer and a storyteller is extract the, the story points, leave out the things that don't actually belong in that narrative, and then the whole storyline becomes crystalline. Mm. So one of the things we start in that we do a day-long process with them. One of the things I ask them to do, I go around the room and I ask them each an example of their success with that organization. And then so you get six, eight, 10 people in that group and you're putting, I'm writing them up on the wall and you go around and what you can see is all of those successes are directly tied to the actual identity of who they are and what they do and how they do it, who they do it for and all those other things. And it also serves to help silence that little naysaying mind. We're not so special. We're not so great. Why, you know, why are we doing this? What does this guy know about us? How much are we paying him? All of those things. Um, and they go, gee, we actually do make an impact. We've had a lot of success. We didn't tell anybody this. In fact, I never heard, I've worked here for X years. I never heard that story before. There's a lot of that. And mm. so there isn't enough internal sharing, enough internal communication of the, of the war stories, the successful battles fought on behalf of the public good. I love that. And seeing all that in front of, in front of us is, oh, I get it now. I see it. I believe it. Yeah. Now what's possible? Now where do we go? So that process, although you've simplified what you do, it's, it's beautiful. So uh, let's talk about your story. How did you come across building this agency? What was it for you that was the moment of, this is what I want to build. This is, this is the thing that's going to change the world. Um. I had done, so I'm basically a writer, as, I, as I've said already. Um, and I had done a lot of consulting for banks for, as a writer, writer and stage director, because they would have to do public meetings and officers meetings and such. So um, a lot of consulting for banks, hotels, um, different organizations, nonprofits, uh, city of Los Angeles, uh, and other marketing agencies. I was doing a lot of writing for other marketing agencies. Mm. And so I stood up a, uh, a, a consulting firm, a two-person consulting firm, myself and one employee. Uh, when I was teaching at University of Southern California, I hired her uh, when she graduated college. And she was terrific. We're still friends. I mean, she was just, she made a, a huge mark on my life as my first employee. She was fantastic. And just a, a real, uh, a very impressive person who now works for Amazon at a pretty good level. So I was doing that for a while, and um, I started to work with a, a marketer, and the marketer, I became her biggest client because my clients needed marketing. I wasn't actually doing marketing. I was doing writing and consulting, hmm. and, uh, and she was doing web design and digital advertising, and then because I had already been a business owner previously, I started my first business when I was 12, a long time ago. Um, I finally went to uh, my vendor and I invited her out to lunch and I said, you know, I think we can have a bigger business and a, and a more satis satisfying business if we did a merger. And so that's what we did. And so we merged our companies and that was the birth of Counterintuity. And so we're still partners. 16 years later, I've worked with her for about 20. She's just one of the best human beings on the planet. Uh, really smart wonderful core values and ethics 
And and I I love her and her family. I mean, it's just fantastic. Beautiful. Love that. Can you help share some stories behind the scenes for other agency owners listening about you know, what it's been like for you personally as you've yeah. been through the growth and the changes over the years with your agency? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, if, you know, when if people not in business, and I have a lot of friends not in business, of course, right? They assume that you start here and then it just grows, right? <laughs> and it just grows. And what they, and you know, they just don't know. What they don't know is it's stair steps. Uh, uh, I made it up to that one. Got up to this one, right? It's really like climbing a mountain and looking for another foothold. And sometimes you slide back. And so, um, you know, the pandemic, I have to tell you, was not the cheeriest moment. <laughs> that, yeah, I don't know if you've heard, there was this global pandemic that created some disruption in the marketplace. No, it's true. It happened. And it was like, this is not very fun. So there was that. And then prior to that, um, we had a, uh, a real facility problem. Our whole facility got flooded out. Our two-story office got flooded out. Um, that cost us a lot of money in disruption and time loss. And me screaming and yelling at my insurance company for 10 and a half months straight. until finally I told them, here's my number. But here's the number of settlement that I think we're due. And I, I need you to agree to that number by five o'clock today, or I'm suing you. It was either that or fly down to Texas and plunge a knitting needle through the guy's eye. So I chose to take the legal route. Mm -hmm. And five o'clock, I get an email saying, we'll meet your number. But 10 and a half months. And that was hair raising. Um, the thing I will say about my partner, Amy and I, is we are strong-willed, resilient people. And uh, we, you know, we're optimistic people, we're hard driving people, we believe in other people and in the future, and we'll never give up. We'll never give up on things we believe in. And, and so we're here, we've grown. And, and I'll, I'll tell you, Mark, during the scary part of the pandemic, like this is a little frightening. It, it's like, okay, we have to change the dynamic here. So we went and bought another agency and we just merged it into ourselves. And that doubled our revenues. And those guys are great guys. They wanted to get out of their agency. We're still friends with them, mm -hmm. right? That's really how we how we try to do things. And the folks who work with us here at Counterintuity, some of them were shocked. They were really surprised we did that. And we're like, well, we told you. We're in it for the long haul. We're forward looking. Um, I know that the you know things have been upsetting, but with this, things are going to be exciting. Mm -hmm. And so we've been riding that in a more positive framework for about two years now. Nice. How, how have you managed yourself through this process? What's allowed you to, to mentally and emotionally go through the, the roller coaster or the, the, the steps, as you call it, and, and the pitfalls yeah. of falling down? How have you been able to help yourself and, 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 and cope and manage? Uh, there are a couple of things I believe in. There are three things I believe in. And they are. Uh, stoicism, right? You, you know, be mindful of your emotions, use them profitably, bear in mind there are things within your power and things outside your power, right? And the things outside your power, you have no control over, you let them go. So I believe in that. And I check in on that on a pretty much daily basis. Um, I believe in friends. I have very good friends, friends who are close to my heart, who sometimes mm -hmm. 
I'll call and they may know nothing about business or anything I do. And I'll call them and they'll just hear me out. And I'll tell you, uh, oh, probably seven, eight years ago, I was really down in the dumps about something. And it's interesting to me that Jack Welch talks about the same sort of thing in his book. Um, and so I reached out to a friend in New Jersey. That's where I'm originally from. And I said, oh, you know, I, I feel like I'm going to have a heart attack. This is so stressful. This is not great. I mean, you know, so much anxiety of this thing going on. And I, you know, which is unlike me. And he listened to me for a while and he said, you'll be fine. And it's such a little thing. He just said, oh, you'll be fine. That was it. And he's a friend of 30 years. He's very uh, closely attached to my heart. And hearing Joe say that to me meant everything to me. And I'm like, yeah, I think he's right. I'll be fine. Mm. And, and I was, and I still am. I have my moments. I have a great business partner. She's my friend as well. I consult with her. And the third thing I believe in is the gym. I go to the gym three times a week, sometimes four, and just work it all out. When I'm done at the gym and I go home, I don't have a care in the world. I, you know, just have a glass of wine, maybe do some reading, watch some TV with my son, something just the gym works so much out. Mm. Love that. So your super, super secrets to business success, life success, being mm -hmm. able to let go of the things that you have no control over, understand yeah. where you focus your attention, what battles you pick, to have the community around you, the right people in the right places. Mm -hmm. And then to be able to release this and use our body, let it all flow out. Those are three very, very core things. And it's, ah, they can be so simple. I think they're so simple that they're often neglected. Or there's other ways, better ways of doing it. But what you just eloquently said there is, it's a beautiful little blueprint to be able to follow, to guide people through this. Um, you make it sound so easy. Uh, yeah, I, I don't mean to do that. <laughs> so I, no, I, I, boy, now I kind of feel like, um, uh, what's a famous character who thinks everything is perfect? Um, naive. I seem naive. Uh, no, I, I don't, I don't mean to sound that way. Um, I've worked on these things, yeah. uh, you know, but, but the other thing is for some reason we're born wired a certain way. I, I have three children. When each of them was born, you could, I could see they were born with a personality and they still have elements of that personality. I grew up in a very remote area in Southern New Jersey. And somehow or other, I, I'm an intellectually oriented creative writer who reads great big thick books all the time and wants to go to the opera and the theater and the symphony. And, and you know, my hook and bullet crowd that I grew up with, I, I mean, I just don't seem to fit in with that. And I don't know why, and I guess they don't either, right? Mm -hmm. and, and, and it's interesting to me that, uh, you know, my, my writing career is in the theater and the theater is collaborative. I'm not a novelist, mm -hmm. right? A novelist works alone. I'm collaborative. So I, I, like, I like other people. I like to work with other people. Um, and, and somehow or other, we were, we are born with a great degree of uh, the chemical admixture that makes us into a certain person who is then molded by further events. And I, I was, I was born with an outgoing personality that wants everybody to succeed. 
love that there's so much so i can't it. take any credit i can't take any credit for it you hear that right the the best i could do is kind of hone and shape that personality type so you can take credit for it there's ways there's there's, can, there's decisions yeah, there's also accidents right. or mistakes we made along the way that changes morphs impacts who mm -hmm. we are what we mm -hmm. are the beliefs we hold the stories we have the promises that we can keep or those that we can actually release and that's okay so yeah with, with the way you've you've set yourself up and i'm not saying you're naive i thought it was beautiful the way you described everything that you that you do right now no it's not easy it can be no. simplified but it's not easy and you've got a yeah. huge amount of experience in building your your businesses taking the right thing merging when you need to you didn't shrink you grow that's right. that's something beautiful and sort of the lesson that I want to sort of share to other agency owners who may be going through you know tough times or or wonderings or what the fresh hell am I doing right now? Because you must have those moments, right? Well, oh sure, every day, um, but not for long. One of the things I've learned about myself is um, when I get angry or upset, within fifteen minutes it's gone. So I allow myself those 10 or 15 minutes to feel that. And then I've moved on or I'm working on it or, or something. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, you know, that's a, that's a pretty good way to be. And the other thing I've become very aware of is I plan to be here a long, long time, but we never know how long. And so I do my best not to waste a day. It, you know, you can waste an hour play a game, even that's not a waste though. You can invest an hour in something that seems foolish, but you shouldn't let your life glide by um, sitting at home watching, uh, the, watching America's history through TV sitcom reruns, right? Um, reliving America's sitcom youth doesn't really get you anywhere. And, mm -hmm. and my beef with that is, uh, and I don't want to take anybody's enjoyment away from it, it's a narcotic. And so I have to avoid too much screen time because just like everybody else i'll get sucked into it yeah and it's, it's that fine balance we were chatting offline before you before we press record it's about the play it's about the enjoy you gotta enjoy what you're doing i want to enjoy talking yeah. with you and and digging through a couple of things and just seeing from your perspective something new something different something to share we've got to enjoy this so whether it's alcohol gym tv books find mm. those things that give you enjoyment but that you always know whether you're serving it or it's serving you is it fueling you or is it distracting you that's the nuance that is so easily lost i'm so excited i'm excited to read books because there's a world i can get immersed in and i learn new words through them i i'm a i'm a word whore i love learning new words right and and i and i love live performance i love theater um orchestra chorale um i love uh, live concerts i go to a lot of rock and roll concerts little clubs mm. big events whatever and when you think about it you are there for that moment and it it's it's really a beat of your heart because it's not fixed you were part of the experience and you contributed to the experience and as a theater writer and director i know for sure because when you go to the show more than one night, 
Every night's a little different because the audience reaction was different. Even if they said nothing, didn't laugh, whatever, you can feel the vibe. And, and it, it happens to sync with my personal belief that we're all connected. And so I love live performance. And I am going to see a play this Saturday night. And I couldn't be more excited about it. And I, you know, very mixed reviews. I don't care. I, I'm going to be there. And those actors are going to put on that play just for me in a way, just for that night, because the next night it'll be an utterly different experience for those folks. Mm. And you also get to bring, let's, let's sort of tie the knot here and bring it into the business world as well. You get to bring in your perceptions. You get to bring in how you yeah. engage with that. So you're, you can be sitting next to someone having a completely different experience. There are other agencies right now who had a different experience of COVID different experience right now, different experience hiring people, different experience with clients. There is a oh, soup of ingredients here, which, which changes everything. So that tie-in, it's about the experience, about your experience and what you bring to it. Um, that sounds like it's one of the best, one of the key traits that, that you have. Is what? I missed it. <laughs> Were you not listening to me? With the, the, I was the, listening to you. But I, the, but I missed the, the conclusion. The, the perception. I think it's the perception, what you bring, uh, what it is you, what emotion, what thoughts you bring into something, the, the, the pre-decisions, preconceptions, all these things mold the experience before, during, and after. One of the things I like about you, in addition to the beard and the accent, is, that, is your, your directness. And because you said, were you not listening to me? And I was listening to you. I just didn't grasp the conclusion. But I like that you said, were you not listening to me? <laughs> Hats off to you for that, right? And, and I have a note I keep on my desk. I wrote it when the pandemic started. Uh -huh. And it says, upbeat, but uh, no, it says direct, but upbeat. And I, I do like to be direct with people because, you know, time's a wasting. And, and mm -hmm. I want to make sure that I'm working well with them and they're working well with me, but, but the pandemic was uh, scary and, and there's already enough misery and heartache in the world. I try not to add to that for others. So yeah. I try to be upbeat because nobody needs any more nonsense. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and, and you seem to me to radiate uh, being direct, but upbeat. Well, you, unforget yourself. It's all about cutting the bullshit and doing the fucking mm -hmm. thing. I'm not sure how more yeah. direct you can actually be because as coaches, <laughs> it's, we, we can you know, be gentle and work around things. And there's a time for that. Absolutely. We hold space for that. But there is also a time where time, money, resources, they, they, that will come and go. Energy, you can build it back up. Time, you ain't getting that back. So time is the one mm -hmm. currency that we work on, how to collapse time to be able to do the things you want to do, get the answers that you need, be able to you know, regenerate yourself, cope with the business. So that directness we found is no one's got time to mess around. This, everything is important, relationships, health, yeah. business. So I like that you, that you like the directness. That means we can just be honest. Well, I, that counts. And, and yeah, that's right. And I applaud you for that. I really do. And, and it's, the directness and the upbeatness are both going to become more and more important because I'm, I'm old enough now to 
to see how things have changed and to have a sense of where things are going. And uh, in the rest of my lifetime, we're going to be in a period of turbulence. And, and the daily question, it's like you're on a plane and there's constant turbulence, right? And the, and the question won't be, when do we get through this turbulence? The question will be today, is it a level one or a level five? Um, you look at the, the, the rapid spikes in the stock market, uh, in the global economy, in supply chains, in international relations, uh, no matter where you, in, in cultural division, no matter where you wanna look, we're gonna get more and more turbulence. And, and the reason is simple. The heart of the human experience is communication among humans, and we have made it instantaneous. 150 years ago, so yesterday I bought some Disney stock, right? And we'll see if it was a good idea for the long run. Short term, I'm pretty happy with my result, right? So 150 years ago, I would be getting a little ticker tape strip of paper, and then I guess telegraphing someone, um, telegramming someone to please buy that for me or sell that to me. And then weeks later, I might get a letter saying that it happened or something. Now, it, you know, I processed the order yesterday and I think 0.4 seconds. And so if today, um, Bob Iger, uh, God bless him, has, gets hit by lightning, then tomorrow my Disney stock plummets. Immediately, immediately after he gets struck by lightning, it plummets. And so the whole world inter changes that quickly, whether it's Russians are building up along the border of Ukraine or whatever it is, we all know immediately and we're all connected and we're all concerned about it or excited about it. And so the instantaneous speed of communication has put us in an entirely ahistoric era of turbulence. And that's where we will be unless or until we figure out how to adapt to this speed. I love that. Everything you just said about that, it's, it's a beautiful concept to think about and work through. I mean, when as people listen to this podcast, you're listening here because you want something. You're listening because you're searching for something. It might be entertainment. Hear me just be blunt and honest with my British accent. It might be the fact that there's some lessons that you're learning from people who have been there and done that, and it can help you along the way. But as you're growing, you're never not going to have challenges. It's all about... Mm -hmm not avoiding them, it's how you manage and cope and work through them, how you approach them, how you approach your challenge is probably the most important thing. And with the speed of the world right now, as you beautifully said, the world is changing at a gazillion miles an hour. It truly is. But our body, our human mind can only evolve at, let's call it five miles an hour. So right now with the, the, the changes going on, our emotions, our thoughts cannot change that rapidly. That is why you need the assistance and help and other people to help you guide you through mm -hmm. this because it's impossible for you to genetically and thoughtfully work through this because you're still battling with the archaic mind, emotion systems, brain chemicals, all that stuff. And that's just a physical, forget the spiritual. So there's a right. lot. Well, yeah, you know, this is why John Donne said, uh, you know, no man is an island. We're, we're all connected. We're, we're all um, a contiguous landmass. We're all one landmass. Um, and and I, you just used the right word for, I think, the first step in this, this era of turbulence. And that's recognition. See, I was listening to you. Uh, <laughs> Touche, <the>, my friend. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> that's a callback. 
Um, but you know, if, if you have the recognition to see that, oh, there's turbulence and there will always be turbulence, I don't need to feel crummy. I just need to figure out what level of turbulence and what I can manage through it, right? What I can do, because I can't man I can't change the level of turbulence, but I can change my actions. Then you are approaching a more steady, thoughtful state where you can live better. Yes. If, if on the other hand, you're constantly on that edge of turbulence and you feel like you're outside on the wing of the plane, you're just hanging on for dear life, you're not achieving anything. And so recognition, like my friend listening to me and saying, you'll be fine, that, that he recognized something that I didn't. And I appreciated it because he could look a little further, a little longer term. And I was mm -hmm. caught up in my emotional upset at the moment. And, yeah. and I trust him, right? And so recognition of your state and the state around you is important for grounding yourself. Yeah, again, perception. Your friend didn't have the emotions, didn't have the, the neurochemicals, yeah. wasn't the same sort of brainwave that you were. So you could see things slightly differently. And that maybe gave you just a bit of faith. It may made you see mm -hmm. what you didn't see before or just that faith belief. And that's enough to just start to level and shift things. Beautiful. And, and that's, and that's, that's common to everyone. And so we all have these feelings and we all are in a system of other people, but we don't all always reach out to other people. And and it doesn't have to be just someone close to you. It can be someone you know. Mm. And so many years ago, 31 years ago, uh, when my father was dying, um, a guy who, I, so I was working at uh, 20th Century Fox at the time. I was in grad school, working my way through grad school. And he said to me, and since 31 years ago, Mark, and I still remember it. He said, oh yeah, you know, uh, it takes you two years to get over the death of a parent. And so when my mother died, I went off and he wasn't Jewish and he worked at a, uh, I don't know what they're called, a, um, I just forgot the name of it, a place where you go and do volunteer work for years and live poorly somewhere in Israel or something. And so he went and did that and he had all this crazy behavior um, and because he was dealing with the death of his mother. And as he was telling me that, I thought, well, that's not going to be me. You're weak and I'm stronger than that, right? So not my brightest moment, right? So then my father dies and I go about my life and um, I had a, uh, a fellowship to the Mount Sequoia New Play Retreat in, uh, in Arkansas. And so I went to the Mount Sequoia New Play Retreat for a glorious month and wrote a play and worked with wonderful actors and all these other people. And they fed me every day and they treated me the way everyone should have to treat me everywhere I go. Just mm. really like, like I was the king of England. And it was just the biggest gift. And I had a moment of clarity and I realized, holy shit, I've been a total asshole for the past two years. That guy was right. <laughs> that guy was right. I've been a total asshole. And so I started, I, first I called my wife and I said, I apologize. I've been terrible. I want to come back and, and be better. And I started to tell other people, gee, I, I think I was a shithead, my, you know, I'm gonna, et cetera, right? And I just decided I'm not going to be that guy anymore. Mm. Um, but I, I was not because, you know, the death of a parent is a big thing. Um, I was not aware in the moment. And someone had cautioned me 
and I did not have the wisdom to listen. So this also, I think, has helped me become a better listener. And he was doing me a service, and I don't even know him well, and I didn't listen. And, and since then, I try to be there for anybody who has something that he or she is trying to tell me. Love that. There's, <clears throat> there's so much in that with it's the right advice. You, we've all heard the right things. We've all been given the right lines and questions and messages. It's whether in the right place to actually receive them. So hindsight's a great thing what you actually took from that is is something you needed that experience there's something there you weren't able to hear that at the right time this is the emotions this is everything that takes everyone forward so that is a beautiful thing to sit with of are you ready for the advice anyone listening at home are you ready to hear what you want do you really want it are you open yeah awareness is it's always the first step always hey lee thank you so so much for Oh, sharing your wisdom, having fun with me today. And yeah, giving us some some beautiful little nuggets of advice along the way. Mark, it's been it's been a real treat being here with you. And I suspect this is not the last time you and I will ever speak. Um, and I and you know, this is a conversation today that I would not have had otherwise. So I'm grateful to you for this. Hey, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate that. Um, look, if you want to find out more about about you and, and your agency, where can they find you? Oh, uh, people should go to counterintuity.com, counterintuity.com. And uh, we'd love to hear from people. Awesome. Well, there we go. Everyone check it out. And Lee, again, thank you. This has been, it's been so much fun. Thank you, Mark. It's really been a blast. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.